This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. The Threaded Exchange with CMBE. Live on Cliff Central. Hello, everybody. It's a Tuesday afternoon, 2 p.m. till 3 p.m. on Cliff Central. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, this is the Thread Exchange. Um, and you know, this is a show that talks about things that are progressive, things that are cultured, things that are brave. And these are things that are be done, being done by young people, African millennials. And for today's show, I'm really, really excited. I've got a, a guest that is very much, I would say, close to my heart a little bit. Um, I've watched her grow personally, also as a, as a colleague within the industry. And I really, really love what she's doing. Her name is Lerato Khamanyane. Um, yeah, you know she's lit on Twitter. Um, she, she, she never wastes any time. Lerato, what are you saying to that? <laughs> Hi, guys. So lovely to be here. I'm happy to be here. And yes, I don't waste any time. So I'm excited to engage with you guys outside of Twitter, but rather here. So please direct all tweets and any questions you may have to Sia um, so that we can chat a bit with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we even start with the interview and before, I know Joe is itching to talk, but relax. <laughs> relax. Everyone's going to talk. It's going to be nice. Um, I want to first play um, a track for, for Lerato as a, as a dedication. Okay. For her, for, for being <laughs> on our show. Um, this is Beyonce featuring Jay Z Upgrade You. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I really like that beat. I really, really like that beat. Okay, cool. As I said before, our, our guest today is Usis Lerato Khamanyane. I know she might hate me for saying that. So um, much. Usis Lerato. <laughs> um, she's a. Uh, I don't want to call her South African influencer. I really hate the term influencer, Lerato. Because <laughs> um, influencer for me, it's very one-dimensional. It's like, it's really I like influence. It. Yeah. But Lerato actually works, guys. Um, she's a scholar. She's a <laughs> <Yeah>. student. <laughs> Let's start All the influencers out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So she's actually yeah. a scholar. So she's studying, number one. So mm. she's been studying for the last couple of years. Um, at the same time, she runs her own digital company slash agency called Head and Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in her personal capacity, she's a consultant. Um, yeah, and she's Keep an events going. manager. She runs an event. I forgot what it's called. The, the, the Woman in Wealth. The it's w- our first, first, first there we one go. this year. Um, it's going to be a biannual event, and I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. What does it look like a day in the life of Lerato right now? Um, it's very turbulent. It's very turbulent. Um, but I enjoy it so much. It's turbulent in that, like, you can never tell what's going to happen. Um, I could have like a, like an, a very easy day or I could have a hectic day where things just hit me like left, right and center. Um, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. I, I, I enjoy that. I, you know, I can never predict what is coming up next and, um, it keeps me on my toes. So yeah, that's, that's my, my, I'm always on my toes. That's my life. I know you hate school. How's I that good? I hate school so much. How, how's um, that going? School is dreadful, guys. Like school is so, so dreadful. Yeah, um, pumu cum laude. <laughs> When you come first in the class, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oi, Not the class. 
Yeah, some people are like, no, I didn't. I didn't just get a degree. I got my degree cum laude. Cum laude, distinction, and and and. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping, but guys, school is dreadful. But I don't want to discourage anyone. But school is dreadful. I'm honestly doing it because um, it's generally, uh, well, for me, it's it's. for safe keeps, you know, for for my career, and because um, we're such a, we're still such a, uh, um, uh, how do I say, we're not a country of um, uh, ambitions like that as much as we want to be, or like, not necessarily ambitions, but we're we're still very very conservative, and you know, careers are still dictated by your qualifications, mm. and 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 you know. But um, I enjoy what I'm studying. I'm studying transport economics. It's hectic, very, very hectic. What is that? Um, transport economics is basically economics in the transport sector. Oh, okay. You know, that's it. <laughs> really, that's it. Okay, um, so the, the, let me try and try and explain. So try basically, explain the transport industry has its own economy. Yeah, well, and its every, own every industry has its own economy. Yeah. So, um, so I want to get into that, you know, if if... All else fails, which I doubt it will. But um, yeah, guys, like school is hectic. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking it day by day. I'm writing exams soon. I've been killing myself with like books and everything. Um, I'm fasting as we speak, so I haven't eaten. It's a lot. So yeah. Why, why are you fasting? You might, you're fasting. <laughs> I see a ring on your left finger, oh and now you're goodness. fasting. You married. Now you're fasting. What does that What does that even mean? Let's start. Are you fasting for marriage? Are you no. fasting for a bridal dress? Are you fasting fasting for, from something? Yeah, you know, like are you fasting for a husband that's coming? No. I did a fast last week. I was fasting for for wealth. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a billionaire in the next five years. So okay, I was, I was fasting without choice. Yeah, you were yeah. fasting because and of him. The car was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no guys I'm fasting for To regain my focus Like um, May is going to be Such a hectic Well This event And then going into May Is going to be so hectic For me As I said I'm writing my exams um, But I'm, I'm, I want to regain My focus I feel like I've lost Touch of my Mental focus And um, Yeah Like I just feel like Everything is happening Around me And it's a lot You know So I'm fasting To basically Get centered um, yeah. That's really it and um the ring hmm wouldn't y'all like to know i would no. it's just a band i'm not engaged I'm a promise not ring engaged. it's a promise ring oh, i'm not yes, engaged yes. um yeah that's it <laughs> that's amazing now let's take a step back when i yes. met you you were young student yes. first year you know, you you love you had a very good eye for for taste. You had a very good eye for color. Yes. How does that grow into what we know as Helen Rose? Tell us a bit about that journey. Who? Oh, um, I think the Lerato that you met before knew she wanted like she wanted to be effective in the industry that she was going to be in, but she didn't necessarily have. Um, 
foot or ground for what she wanted to to create or grow and whatever you know um everything was still so new to me the the space was new to me and um i was watching everyone do these things that i aspired to but i was like i need to make it my own if i'm going to have you know if i'm going to you know own the space that i'm occupying it needs to be directed by me it needs to be my own you know and that journey of trying to figure out what i was going to do with Helen Rose was hectic because um I could have done anything with it you know but I knew that I had to make it my own one and secondly because you know I always say my purpose is to emancipate women to have a hand in the emancipation of women so I always knew that it had to be effective in women's spaces it had to be um something that I could look at and be like would I be proud of that woman you know mm-hmm. would I be proud of the woman running this company yeah. or or you know creating from this company and whatever you know um so it's been very difficult um i i mean i remember like at some point it was stagnant it was a registered company that was just sitting mm. and nothing was happening because i was like what am i going to do i need to be proud of this you know and it came to me that okay well content is your first love you know how about stop writing just about yourself stop stop making it all about you create a platform or a hub where you can house content written by women you know for women where women can um share their perspectives women who don't necessarily have blogs or even those who do share their perspectives and share their content and their thoughts and their aspirations and their just everything on that platform and let's make it ours as opposed to just laratos you know and that journey was also very hectic um you know because it was risky it was very risky it could have been a website with bad content mm. or a website that didn't necessarily move women you know and i'm proud to see what it's become i'm proud to see that um it's very relatable i mean i go on it and i'm still sh- i get goosebumps cuz i'm like fuck man ooh sorry no it's okay it's okay you can say here you can say here it's okay that was a talk album it's okay yeah so i i go on it and i'm like damn like fuck, man. this is yeah, yeah like fuck man fuck man. Man. <laughs> this yes, is this is mine but more than anything it's it's for women by women you know um So yeah it's been a journey it's been a journey an exciting one um a painful one um between you know getting excluded from school trying to go back fights with the parents like j- that journey was just your dating breakups dating, and all that breakups, shit this, friendships that, ending and starting ending you know it's a lot. clients this clients that firing people hiring people trying not to eat a lot trying try, to handle exactly, bills you know trying to lot. go to gym every it's day lot. it's too much i can't but yes i've made it i'm here and yeah we're doing well we're doing well. central yeah. yes <laughs> yes joe do you have any questions yeah i'm actually i'm very mm-hmm. curious to know how is creating authentic uh, content mm-hmm. um actually changing the face of society especially with women being at the center of being the creators of that content um i always be- i well, I've always believed that at the center of women there's some authenticity you know we are a people that can't but not like we we can't not be real with ourselves you know especially with the realities that we live in the societies that we live in um and yeah so um how has sorry how has content how how, how has creating, authentic, creating authentic content changed the face of society um well let me add on that do yes. you think that your content is changing a narrative about women and especially yes. black women 
And how do you think that is important for, for, for especially where we come from, yes. you know, where black people come from in, in the hood, in the mm. townships, in, the, uh, you know, yes. the rural areas where women are still seen as unimportant. Women yes. are still seen in a traditional manner of you belong in the kitchen. Mm. And now you're getting all these kids looking at your content. Do you think your content drives that narrative? And if so, how do you think it does that? I think my content has changed the narrative. Um, and because it's authentic, you know, it, 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 it doesn't neglect where we come from. It mm. doesn't neglect the mm. fact that women are still to this day oppressed in their homes, in their workplaces, in society. It does not neglect that. We relay that. You know, the content on my, on my page, on wherever, the content that I just uh, share or relay, just me sharing a tweet, you know, never neglects the fact that women are still where we, we, we're not in an, a space of equality yet. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's effective in that, you know, it communicates to the young girl who perhaps sees her mom limited, um, limited from resources, limited from her dreams or whatever. It speaks to her and says, listen, there are bigger things for me out there. You know, there are bigger things for me out there and I see them. You know, I'm seeing them on this website. I'm seeing them from the women writing for this website and everything. They're doing so much, you know, so there's more for me out there and there's more for you as well. The difficulty comes with the lack of support that we get from our counterparts. That's the difficulty because I think I think women are are standing like together now. You know what I mean? I think we're moving with one another. I think we're helping each other progress. Um, you know, except the patriarchy princesses, obviously, and those who are just comfortable with being where they are. I'm not comfortable with women being where they are. I'm not comfortable with where I am. You know, but um, I think there's there's progression with how we're supporting one another, and um, that's. I think that's as authentic as it can get. You know, you, we're true to ourselves. We're true to our struggles. We share that. Um, but we also share that it can change and we want it to change. And we are our change. You know what I mean? We, we honestly can't depend on anyone else but ourselves. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, how do you think your work and your company differentiates from brands and companies similar to what you're doing in South Africa? My, the core of my business is women. The mm. core of my business is women. And that for me, you know, yes, we can throw around things like, but you get male feminists or you yeah, get yeah. men who support women. Yeah. But industries prioritize men. So what I wanted to do was take that away from men yeah. because it's owed to us as well. We, okay. It's owed to us to be prioritized as well. You know what I mean? So I think that's what differentiates it. Um, and... You know, it's, it's, I know my truth, mm. you know, and I, I believe if the person who's running the company, the head of the company knows the truth of the company and knows their truth, yeah. then listen, like not even the sky's the limit, but yeah, I think that's what differentiates, uh, differentiates it from other companies and other brands that women are prioritized, like n nobody's business, okay. but also that we at Helen Rose know our truth. Can I ask also something about women? Yes. You know, since women are the central part of your work. Yes. Um, I always speak about, I look at racism in our country, mm. you know, and I look at the world. I mean, when you're in Chopinia, you see the world completely differently because the world is yeah. very much revealed to you. As much as, you know, we can blame white people mm. for take, for apartheid and all mm. those things, there's still a lot of barriers within ourselves as black people that we need to deal with. Yes. You know, there's certain, the way we see each other is completely fucked up. So there's still a lot of that. Do you think 
there are still mental boundaries within the society of black women and what do you think those boundaries are there are definitely boundaries and it's i'm basically going to put it like with us black people rather um our mental boundary is we've we've sort of thrown away the concept of like Ubuntu and not Ubuntu as in kindness or um, being helpful to the next person, but togetherness. Like we've we've lost our commu- like our communal spirit. Black people are a communal people. You know, um, our uh, you know the next door neighbor probably raised you when your mom wasn't around. We're a very together communal people, and I see that in women as well. You know what I mean? Like we, unfortunately. So many women lose their fight for us to sort of pull each other um, all together forward. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so I get my wins and sorry, you know, like that's it. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, the truth of the matter is no one owes anyone anything. But if we if we want the future that we always speak on, if we want the... If, if we want to see women become what we always chant and, and speak on... You can't let go of that togetherness. You can't let go of that that communal sense of 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 being. You know, um, and it is a mental thing. It's a very mental thing. And um, be, I mean, I don't. In, humans are inherently selfish. That's fair. But as I'm saying, like you can't, as someone who is oppressed, as someone who sees the next woman oppressed, want to progress by yourself and leave them. On the wayside, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't, I don't know. For me, it wouldn't do well with my spirit if I, if I did that. So yeah, damn. Yes, a server, <laughs> guys. We're not just serving us. Please, um, if you have any questions, um, you can WhatsApp us on oh seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. Um, you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com. You can also tweet us at the Threaded Exchange. I'm gonna let Leonardo just take a bit of a breather. Um, we're gonna also have a very very strong debate about whether or not South Africa is ready for digital for digital African women. You know, are we doing enough? You know, we look at entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurship is divided into industries. And, you know, with the spark of digital content, blogging, and those sort of women in that space turning into businesswomen, is the country doing enough for that kind of change to take place? But we're going to debate that on the other side of this. That was Fela Kuti. Rororo Fight, that's the name of the song. Um, I still have Lerato Hamanyane in studio. Still I don't know. Each time I say it now, I always feel like I have to say it a certain. I can't be like Lerato Hamanyane. No, you can't. That's not an answer. It's like I've like got Lerato. Lerato. I'm a Lerato. You could call him like You know, you gotta put that extra. You know, Lerato Hamanyane. The twang. No twang. 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 Lerato, tell me. Yes. Five things that make you happy and oh why they make you happy. Oh, my goodness. Five things that make me happy. Imali. Yes. What else? Five things that make... Okay. Yes. So, money, food, uh, my sister, um, my business, and prayer. And prayer. Yes. Faith. Yes. That's very important. Faith. Do you... In the space that you, you, you work in, you get a, a variety of women who approach you, mm. right? And a, a variety of women who have different perspectives and a different ways of seeing life. Mm. How important is acceptance of other people's differences and differences of opinion? 
Because we live in a time where, I mean, you said every day on Twitter where people are being dragged for their own opinion. You get dragged for your own opinion all the time. <laughs> um, you know, you sometimes disagree with certain things, like you disagree with Higliante on certain yes. topics, you know, and it becomes a heated thing. Yes. For, for you, where do you draw that line of like, I disagree, but you know what, do you? Um, I think the, the line should be organically drawn. I'm not your child. I'm not, you did not raise me. We weren't raised in the same household. Um, tell, you're lucky if I'm your friend and I agree with you, you know, and the line should be drawn organically because as people, we need to understand that we understand things differently. We yeah. see things differently. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. There are some really trash opinions. Like if you are going to say something like, she was wearing shorts, therefore she got raped. That's yeah. a stupid. Or like opinion. Sabrina's you know, Sabrina Claudio, who's that, that chick? Sa- is racist yeah, now. Sabrina Claudio. Well, t- an opinion that I think is dumb is that we should forgive her. She's a racist. She's a racist, and that's that. Done. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, and it's because I don't believe racist apologists. I don't. I just don't. I think if that's something you chose as a human being to hate someone else based on their color, that's sick. That's not something I can forgive you with, mm. whether you apologize or not. It's it's sick. That's a mm. sickness, you know, and that's something you're going to deal with yourself. Like keep it. Um, but yes, we're allowed to have different opinions as human beings, and we need to understand that um, we're different people. We think differently. We experience things differently. You know what I mean? Like um, recently, I did a, a think piece with um, Cosmopolitan on whether like trigger warnings are necessary you know Mm. and i'm very neutral when it comes to trigger warnings and my thing piece was to disagree um and i'm not not at all neglecting the fact that we're all sensitive to something you know but the copy isn't out so i'll tell you guys i'm going to challenge you guys to go read my opinion and why i say that trigger warnings are not necessary um and basically what i will say a, a bit on that is because we live in a society that is ruthless. We, we we are a ruthless people. You know what I mean? And you're not going to go into the world and there's going to be trigger warnings. The world is ruthless. Business is ruthless. Mm. Life is ruthless. No one is here for you. That's the truth. Um, yeah. But yeah, get your copy next month. You die alone. Uh, you d- honestly. Like haters can hit on you on Twitter all they want. <laughs> <laughs> when you die, you die alone. So why should you care? I get, I get that. I, I really, I really get that because you, you do, you do have, especially in this industry of ours, you, you do start with that whole thing of I love everybody. Let's all be friends. Yes, let's, let's all be all cool. Let's hey, cool. Yes. remember those times when we were all like, yes, we were all and like, then, yes, cool and then life up. happens. Jealousy happens. Backstabbing happens. Rumors happen. You know, money people happens. feel money happens. Yeah. A lot of things just happen. Yeah. People become more famous. People leave. People yeah. go. People fail. People succeed. People but I think get the married. Most, the people, most <laughs> people people do get married. People and have babies. Yeah. yeah. So you a know, lot so is happening. Lot like happens. Like, yeah. And, but I think what we can take from that is we are our own people. You yeah. see, like we say, people do this. People do that. People people are their own people. And as long as you're true to yourself, nothing else matters. Everything yeah. can be for the birds. Nothing yeah. matters. Yeah. Now let's get into my deep discussion. Mm-hmm. The, all these boys are so mesmerized. I'm like, they jaws are hanging. <laughs> they jaws like they can't handle black magic. Hey, black, black, black excellence. Love. Yeah, sauce. So. Being a black woman mm. in business in South Africa, mm. how is it? 
Yo. Is it great? Is it Yo. fucking difficult? Yo. Is it? Do you wish? Didn't live here? Do you think our country does enough to support women in business and no, especially young women in business? It does not. Um, being a woman in business is not for the faint-hearted, and so many a times I always like think to myself like. God, why? Like, why was I called to do this? You know, I could do something else. You know, I could, I don't know. Like, but why this, you know? And I always say it's like, you know, the chicken licking ads, like that monkey. You can try, leave what you're called for. It's going to creep up. And I was called to do this, you know, for women. Um, and no, South Africa is not doing enough for women, young women in business. The world is not doing enough for young women in business. It is difficult. It is difficult, but you always remember the end goal. You always remember why you started. And I guess that's what keeps me going day to day to day. You know what I mean? And I always, always say that, you know, there's been so many times where I wanted to pull the plug. But I knew I had to do it for the people that I'm doing it for. Yeah. And I'd rather go to bed hungry with my car not paid, with my rent not paid, but know that the people who are working with me to the progress and growth of Helen Rose are paid and they're eating and they're sleeping with roofs over their heads. I would rather be the one who doesn't have any of that because, you know, they're, they're, they're agents in this company They're agents to my big dream And they deserve everything You know um, So yeah No it's hard It's so hard so, Yeah it's difficult you spoke, you spoke about the end goal What is the end goal? Let me plug you in Anga. There we go yeah. You spoke about the end goal What is the end goal? The end goal for Helen Rose Is very broad Like I said My personal purpose is to have a hand in the emancipation of women. What I want Helen Rose to achieve is to become the biggest hub for African women's narratives. I want for your Faragamas, your Louis, your mm. agencies, mm. you know, your to come to me and be like, listen, we see we fuck up. We don't get your narrative. And they don't. To this day, they don't yeah. understand the African narrative. They don't understand the African woman's narrative. Mm. I want Helen Rose to be that body where they can visit and be like, yo, we want to release a, I don't know, a, a 30 piece collection for women inspired by African silhouettes, you know, and they can come to me and I'll give them what they need. If a writer, Wants to write about Africanness and being an African woman, she can come to me and she'll have references, you know, to 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 write on because they don't get us. They don't get us. Mm. That's the end goal for Helen Rose. But yeah, that's 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 what I'm doing it for, guys. Like, yeah. When do you think the turning point for you was in terms of actually discovering that there isn't a platform and there isn't a hub that there's that uh, a collective of African women that understand that their actual narrative are uh, situated in mm. and when was the gap for you? When did you re realize that? I realized that when I couldn't find one. When um, when was this? T two years ago? Yes, two years ago when I couldn't find one. Um, where every website I went on a man was writing or it was dedicated to men or, but nothing was like specifically dedicated to women when mm. I couldn't find one. And you know, funny enough, um, 
I don't know if like the listeners know whatever, but our logo is like a blush pink. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I remember I always before I knew anything about like insurance or cars or whatever, I was always like, oh my gosh, I want to do something like first for women. You know, mm. like yeah. what they have going on <laughs> and stuff. And I guess the colors were drawn from that and everything because they are an insurance company mm. that are dedicated to women drivers, right? So I was like, I'm going to be a woman who is going to build, you know, a, a hub. Woman to write um, Yeah so when I couldn't find one two years ago I was like no I need to do this for us um, Amazing Oh yeah sorry I think um, for a long time women have been told how to live their lives mm. Told you must be a stay at home yeah. mom whatever, whatever How do you think we can Encourage younger women to stand up Against men and industry and It's on you guys It's on men. men We know what we're struggling with We know how we're objectified We know the limitations that are set on mm. us It's for you guys To be that drop in the ocean yeah, yeah. You know yeah. Your sons, your brothers Teach each other yeah. Speak to one another You know what I mean Like uh, You know Hear what women are crying about Hear what your girlfriends are crying about Your sisters are crying about yeah. Yeah, yeah. And be agents of change for that You know what I mean mm. Um because that's, that's all we want from you guys We yeah. just want for you guys to back us mm. You know, stop catcalling us, stop raping us stop. Mm. Yeah. Just support the fuck out of us That's all we want So okay. it's on you guys mm. Yeah. Like, let's talk about rape in South Africa Yes um, I was reading a tweet I think it was this morning And it was just mm. chatting about, you know there was an American girl that posted a picture of her wearing a certain outfit. Mm-hmm. And then another, you know, South African girl was like, yo, I wish, uh, you, of course that's not South Africa because South Africa would be raped for just dressing that way. Mm. And yeah. most of the time, as men, um, we're guilty of, we see these things, yeah. and let's all be honest, as men, we don't take it seriously because it's not happening to us. Yes. Mm. So there's no sense of emergency. You're like, oh, it's fucked up. People are being raped. And then you're like, okay, let me watch TV. Yes. And you don't take it like personally that, Yo, this is someone's daughter, it's someone's yes. sister. Unless it happens to you personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. then you take it all of a sudden, ah, oh, fuck rapists, yeah. whatever, whatever, mm. when you actually didn't care to even begin with yes. about it. Yeah. Leonardo, can you share some light on the urgency for men to actually take this shit seriously? Like, because as a guy I can s- sit here and say, yeah, guys, let's take it seriously, but mm. I'm not a victim. Yes. I don't know what it's like to be a woman in South Africa. Yes. I don't know what it's like to be a woman mm. in corporate where a guy you want to do business guys like oh let's go to dinner mm-hmm. after you know you don't you're not dealing either. with being kept you know you're not dealing with that every day like i just want you to paint a picture for the, even the guys in the room how bad is it actually is it that bad where as a woman you feel oh like when goodness. you step out of your house you could die at any time <laughs> yeah. is it really that bad you know i think um i always compare it to racism white people will never atone because they don't get it White people will never be bothered about racism because they're not going through it. They are at the winning end. Mm. They are at the privileged end. Same with rape. Men are at the privileged end of rape. They get what they want, they objectify us, and they move on with their lives. You know what I mean? But it's the scariest, scariest thing to walk out of your house, try and take a jog. I don't even run anymore because of... The, like the climate of things You know what I mean It's the scariest thing Because more than anything It undermines you as a woman Someone taking away your Right to consent Someone saying Basically what it says is My love you're nothing mm, And I can yeah. take what I want from you mm. How I want from you And that's it It's painful It's really 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 painful And you know I, 
you you'll never get it until you're going through it. I've never been raped, you know. Um but I'm still a woman in South Africa. You know, I'm still a woman who's been abused, you know. I'm still a woman who's been victimized by men and who's been scared off by men and stuff. It's very scary. It's very scary. It's every single day you live your life with fear. Every single day you hope you get home. I hope that paints a picture. I hope that paints a picture. I want to be able to walk out of <laughs> Cliff Central and get to my mother's house safe and sound and in one piece. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... And, and, and tell me, like, as a woman who's been through that experience of abuse, yes. how do you even begin to look at men and look at us? Yes. You know, because that experience can just want to put you off of men completely. So how do you and even begin to love again? It did. To be in it a relationship did. and... Is it a constant healing process for you? Yeah. It definitely put me off men. Uh, completely. I didn't even understand why you guys existed, you know? Sometimes I don't to this day. I really, like, I think you guys are some unnecessary bunch, you know? Um, and that's my personal opinion. But it's a day-to-day thing. You know, it's a day-to-day thing. You... You have to sort of, you have to make it about you. Let me say that I had to make it about myself and realize that it wasn't my fault. This was just someone who was going through their own stuff, someone who's sick, someone who didn't respect me. That doesn't take away the love that I had for myself and the respect that I have for myself um, and stuff. And it's difficult because, you know, your friends will always be like, just leave, just leave, just leave. We know why we haven't left. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell an abusive man, I'm leaving. He'll kill you. I mean, how I left, like, was insane. I just ran away with my stuff and left whatever was left at his place. You know? It's the scariest thing in the world. And you you see men... you, you Like, I, I, you guys were vultures in my eyes. You know? I was just like, oh, my goodness. Men are just out to do them and... Get what they want from women And that's it You know But um, It is a process And not everyone's Healing process Is going to be the same um, For me Isolation worked for me It really worked for me And fortunately at the time I, I was um, At UJ at the time I had such a good group of friends Who helped me keep it together You know um, I had such I still have An amazing grandmother Who I told all of this to and she was there, you know, and it's it's important to have a support because you feel weak. So it's important to have a support system that wants to see you get better and wants to see you thrive more than anything. Um, it's it's an it's an inner thing. And, you you know, it, it was then really where I realized that happiness is an inside job. You know what I mean? You're not going to be happy with anything unless you make yourself happy. And I had to get back to that. Larato, so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yo, the guys, it's so silent in the room. It I is, think yeah, every, yeah, every, everybody is, is, is in awe. Yeah. How do you deal with that? So I always, when I have my guests in my show, I always, I always chat to them about the fact that fame is something you never see coming. Yeah. It, it's, it, it happens. It's not like you wake up one day and you're famous or one day you're not. It's just, it becomes this thing of, First some, yeah, you see one person, they're like, oh, I love your stuff. Mm, you're like, oh, that's cool. Great. Then it becomes three people, then it becomes five people. And then before you know it, it's like 20 people and it's 100 people. Yeah. How do you deal with that gradual growth of like your platform getting bigger and receiving so much more reception? 
And how do you actually keep it together? Because um, being a public figure is fucked up because yes. <laughs> you can go to the most, but basically don't have. Yeah, life. like you must, you must be Lerato. You can't you have a bad day. Yes. Someone told me once, I'm like, I'm having a bad day. I'm sick. And I was going to Rosebank to get something. And someone was like, you look so ugly. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, but I'm tired and I'm sick. He's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So you, to you're people, like, you're not even a human. Mm. You're an object. Yeah. So how do you, how do you're you. You're a public figure. Yeah. So how, how do you deal with that? I struggle with anxiety. Um, I'm very, like, I get very anxious of, of people and overwhelmed. But, you know, I realized slowly that it, it's all love. It's really all love. You know, someone coming to you and saying, oh, my goodness, um, I appreciate your work or your website has done so much for me. And, 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 and is very endearing. So, um that's the good end of it. That's the that's the good portion where you realize that man, it's all love, and these people just appreciate what you do mm. and stuff. You know what I mean? It's difficult because say I had a, a similar incident um, at the airport once. I looked like I don't know what happened to me. I was basically in my pajama pants and Uggs, and I was flying out. And so someone recognized me. Hey, are you Larato? Yes, yes, yes. How are you? Great. You look. Such a mess You look so tired You're at the airport oh my girl What yeah. Are you for real <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious It's a flipping 9am flight And you think I'm gonna have my lashes on And no bye You know yeah. Yeah. That's the sucky end of it The fact that You're always expected To be at your best And also, you know, it, we have a duty to ourselves as, as public figures. We have a duty to ourselves to communicate those things to the general public. That, yo, I'm really human. I'm not going to have my lashes on at 9 a.m. at the airport. I'm flying out, you know. Um, and my work is still... If You know, if your work is, is... If you're consistent with your work, that's all that should matter. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not the case. But we have a duty to ourselves to also, you know, remind ourselves, you chose this life. You know, and you you chose to get into this, you know, and therefore you're going to have to ride the wave of the climate it's at. Um, But yeah, it's it's difficult. It's very difficult. The bad side is everyone feels like, you know, they know you, they know you (laughs) or they can have an opinion over something um, when they have no grounds to. Everybody is an expert to your life. Yes. And you're like, but what the fuck? You know, I don't even know you like. Dog. Now, quickly before the show ends, yes, this time runs, man, <laughs> and really, I'm having, and I'm, and I really feel so does. good because I'm like listening to you. I'm like, this sounds so good. Um, let's chat about your event. Mm-hmm. What is it about? <laughs> Why is it important? Who's gonna be there? Tell us about this event. So. This is literally marketing. Market sell <laughs> this event. Sell, sell yourself. Sell the shit out of this event. Let's no, go. Anyway, the Helen Rose Women and Wealth event is something that I sort of worked on together because I wanted for women to grow their networks. Um, for instance, my you know women network isn't big enough, I believe, and I feel like women should grow their networks. But in the process, they should engage on something that's very important to them. Um, so this first one. Like I said, it's going to be a biannual event, so two every year. And this first one is on financial wellness. Um, for me, this was important because I was, I literally went through such a tough time between the last six months of last year and this year, trying to figure out my finances, the, my company's finances, trying to sustain myself and still, you know, 
pursue the things that I wanted to pursue. And I was like, you know what? It's very important for women to engage on financial wellness. It's very important for women to know why it, you know, you should be financially sound and financially literate. You know what I mean? Women run households, women run companies, you know, women work, you know, nine to fives and whatever. And it's important for us. And especially because where women are not a demographic with financial freedom like men are. You know, it's been taken away from us so much that we've had to rebuild ourselves. We've had to sort of look at our mothers or our grandmothers and be like, damn, I need to build now. I need to work so hard. And I come from a family of just women, you know. And for me, I look at them and I'm like, I need to work so hard to pull us further up. You know what I mean? And um, so it's important to be financially sound as a woman. Um, So, yeah. The guest speakers are going to be Gugumu Fugeng. She's a financial wellness expert and a personal development coach. Um, Vanessa Masilo, amazing, amazing entrepreneur. Um, Tepi Soralechate, supermodel, super, supermodel, yeah. one of the best to come out of this country. And she's a mom. And Bubu Ndlela, who is the founder of, um, oh no, it's Nentlantlantela, sorry. Her handle is Bubu. Anyway. Yeah. Who's the founder of your cocoa ice cream So she is a woman who knows everything about the struggles of having a startup And how you can go about, you know, just excelling in that yeah. So I'm really, really excited to have them there I'm really excited to have the guests there And just to, for us, like I said, to grow our networks And engage with one another on um, important topics such as this So yeah, guys, don't forget your business cards Because we're going to do the most yeah, guys, check out the Helen the Helen Rose event. What date is it? It's on the twenty first of April, so next week Saturday. Yeah, at venue. the Garden Boutique Hotel in Rodeport. How much North is a Riding. ticket? Where can a we ticket buy a ticket? Four hundred and fifty rand. You can buy a ticket through info at helenrose.co.za and you'll get all the details there. Check out our pages and you can also get your information there. So yeah, guys, see you there. Nerato, thank you so much for joining us. Thank this has been an amazing... Me. Thank you for having this me. This has been an amazing time and um, I'm super excited that you 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 came to join us. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a song to close the show. <laughs> I feel like I just can't do you justice. I think I'm going to probably play out with... Uh, with uh, magic uh, by Lauren Vula because I think you're magic. I think you're incredible Aww, amount of magic, guys, gents. Checking out. Yeah, it was wow. Okay, guys, I'm Sebi on the Thread Exchange. Uh, do join us again next week. This is CliffCentral.com.